Welcome to the Business Chef Podcast, where we learn from the best about the business side of the food service industry. Do you make food? Then let us help you make money doing it. Want to connect with us? Check us out at Make Food Make Money on Instagram or Facebook, or email us info at businesschef.org. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the Business Chef Podcast. I am your host, Chef Sean Boucher, and today we are talking to Mr. Wesley Turnage, a good friend of mine, someone that I worked with many years ago who has evolved and moved forward in his career and is currently a big man on campus, literally. So, today... We're going to listen to him talk a little bit about his experiences because they are diverse. They are many, and he's got some incredible insights. Some insights that actually, while I was talking to him, kind of changed my perspective on things and really gave me something to think about. So without further ado, Mr. Wesley Turnage. Yeah, I always had a desire to be a chef as a a child. Um, That was kind of pre- Food Network and everybody being crazy about watching food on TV and stuff, but I would watch great chefs and you know, um, uh, you know, the few cooking shows that wouldn't come on, and I had a very, uh, you know, deep interest in in, in the culinary arts. Um, I played sports in uh, high school and college, uh, football and baseball. I was uh, had a scholarship to play both baseball and football in college. And, um, you know, pursued that instead of culinary arts right off the bat. Uh, I had an injury to my leg where I broke it in two places, and that kind of led me back to culinary arts after that that point. Um, it didn't wound me for good, but it, uh, it slowly hindered my career as a as an athlete. So, um, you know, once that kind of happened, uh, I wanted to pursue my career in culinary arts. My parents were not really opposed to it. They just didn't support it, I guess, as much as uh, maybe some parents would be. Uh, it was a very unknown thing to both of them being uh, small-town people from Mississippi, not really having a, a clue as to what these people do or how much money they make or the type of education that you would get and so on and so forth. So I went to college um, and uh, maybe had a little too much fun in college. Uh, and then I decided to just go ahead and enroll myself in culinary school. Went to the New, New England Culinary Institute uh, in uh, Burlington, Vermont, the Essex Junction campus. Um, spent a couple of years there. Uh, did the the whole program. Did the two internships. One at the Biltmore State National North Carolina. One at La Brea Bakery in Los Angeles, California. Um, you know, had a lot of fun. Learned a ton. Uh, accepted a position as a sous chef uh, in a uh, in Chez Philippe, which is a, like a fine dining outlet within the Peabody Hotel there in Memphis, Tennessee. Um, you know, I, I really had a, a big interest in in wanting to do this as a career. Uh, I think once I graduated and really obtained a, a good job, you know, working with the Peabody um, when I was shoot, I was 23. 24 years, 23 years old, um, and I think my parents started to see the value in it at that point. So, um, you know, the rest is kind of gradual over time. You know, I worked in the private club industry uh, in a couple of different facets. 
for an ind independent private club and then for the PGA Tour. Um, I worked in hotel back in hotels uh, for another short stint. Uh, I've been an educator, uh, an instructor uh, with the Louisiana Culinary Institute. Uh, I've worked in healthcare universities. Um, uh, I've worked for a contractor now, Sodexo. Um, I really enjoy working for Sodexo. They're a great company. Uh, I feel like I've created a, a nice little niche for myself within within the Sodexo team uh, here. So it's uh, it's been a great experience. I've gotten to work with a lot of uh, really talented, insightful people, and I've gotten to work with some people that maybe they weren't so talented, weren't so insightful, weren't so smart, maybe learned just as much from them uh, as I did from the people who were brilliant. So, Wes, talk a little bit about some of your ups and downs. Um, you know, the life lessons you've learned, the things that you've garnered over the years of, of your your career. Um, you know, what do you say to the people who are coming up in this business? Talk about some of the lessons that have kind of brought you to where you are. Um, well, as an educator, uh, I always had to, like, knock the kids down a peg <laughs> a little bit when, when – when letting them know what the real world was really like for a chef or for someone to work in the culinary industry, uh, the food industry, that, you know, it's not always cracked up to be. You're not going to graduate with a degree and, and instantaneously become an executive chef and make $80,000 a year because they all thought that's what they were going to do. Um, and, you know, I had some aspirations around that uh, when I was younger, too, but, at the same time, I think I, I had some great mentors. I had some great people who really broke it down for me and said, you know, this is what you have to do to have uh, success in this business. Um, you know, as far as challenges, you know, uh, being a business owner. You know, I uh, I owned a restaurant for about a year. Um, it was very successful. I had to sell it due to a, a divorce. Um, but it was a, a highly successful venture. But you know, I built that place with my own blood, sweat, and tears, my own money. Uh, you know, I opened the doors to the restaurant, 85-seat uh, uh, open kitchen bistro with $50,000 cash. Uh, got the doors open, started generating revenue. Um, you know, it was kind of my, my baby and my brainchild. Um, and it was, uh, it, it was very, very disheartening to have to walk away from that. You know, even though I, I made a little money when selling it and, so on and so forth. Um, it was very disheartening um, to see that dream of mine that I'd worked so hard for, and it was like the culmination of my my career. But um, you know, now looking back on that, almost ten years ago, um, you know, I I see that that's not the culmination of my my culinary um, career at all. I think I'm still growing. I think I'm still learning. I think I'm, I still have uh, tons to offer, um, you know, and, and it's just maybe in a little bit different facet now versus actually putting the food directly on the plate, being that person hands-on every single day. But it was very tough to let that go. That was probably the toughest thing career-wise I've ever had to do was to shut the doors to that place, tell the employees that I had handpicked, uh, trained, um, and let them know that, hey, we're closing and there's nothing I can do and you know, I hate it, but, you know, this is what, what we have to do. And we had, uh, like I said, we worked so hard 
to get it to that point, and it was just it was very disappointing to to see that kind of uh, dissipate. Yeah, I hear you. They've, I've walked a similar path in some ways, and when you get the wind knocked out of you, it's hard to get up. It's hard to look yourself in the mirror sometimes when things don't work out quite the way you had hoped or they were supposed to or whatever. Talk about the skill sets that you have have kind of honed over time. You know, what skills do you have right now that uh, have maybe come with years of experience? Obviously, cooking is part of that, but I think there's a lot more to it. You know, early on, skill sets had to do with the actual physical act of cooking, like what you understood about methods, what you understood about, uh, you know, how to sear proteins and handle and cook and, you know, present and your artistic abilities and work ethic. That's really, you know, at first, that's what everybody has to have, is have that work ethic, that desire, that passion. Not to say that any of that has gone away, but it's just I've shifted gears, I guess, in a little bit career-wise. Um, where I'm trying to instill that passion and that training and that uh, that that piece of what I felt early on to another generation of chefs and cooks. You know, I oversee uh, five hospitals uh, within the the area that I'm in right now, and you know, just working with those chefs and food service directors and the cooks and stuff like that, and, and showing them what the what it can be. You know, not that it's not what what their interpretation of it may be is. So I may interpret it something different. I may have a different way to present it. I have a way, different way to plate it, or a different way to prepare it, or so on and so forth. We're not going to deviate from the recipe, but at the same time, there may be a better method or better better way of doing business out there. And I think that's that's really something that I've had to hone and be comfortable talking about with people and saying, hey. You know, yeah, that's a brilliant thing you've learned how to do there. Let's instill that to everybody. Let's move. That, that's, a, that's a best practice type of thing. You know, really how to engage with people. I think that's where I think uh, the change has come for me is as less of a hands-on person. I used to be the person who never wanted employees, who never wanted <laughs> um, to have to interact with people too much. I just wanted to be in the back of the house. I wanted to be, you know, the mastermind behind the food that was being served. And that was, I wanted that to be my role. And as I progressed throughout my career, and especially since teaching school and now working for contractor and, uh, you know, this large setting uh, that I do now, I mean, I have hundreds of people that report to me and, you know, 10 managers that report to me. You know, it's, it's more about how to develop those people and communicate to those people um, and get them to, I guess, uh, enact your passion, uh, I think, is the most important thing. And, and collaborating with people and then the accountability factor, I think, is the, the really big piece um, that comes next is, is how do you hold people accountable? How do you make sure that people do what they're supposed to be doing? Um, you know, and that's, I think that's really where I've kind of shifted gears in my career um, from that, you know, that artistic creative um, developer kind of person who's just back there being the brainchild to now I have to collaborate with others, find out what their brainchild is, and then help them mold that into something that can actually be used, purchased, or sold. 
you know, Wes, you make some really good points and bring up a lot of good things here. I, I think it really comes down to the evolution of a chef. What is the evolution of a chef? Where do we start and where do we end and, and what's in the middle? I really think that for me, especially throughout the course of my career, I have been able to really, really touch a lot of lives and really help a lot of people and really be a part of a lot of journeys. And I think throughout that process, I have learned a lot of different things just about myself as, uh, as well as lessons that have helped me really move forward. But a lot of times I come back to my roots. A lot of times I just want to go cook. I just want to I want to forget about the administration. I want to forget about the business side. I want to forget about all the HR issues or whatnot I have to deal with. I want to just put my head down and cook. And I think a lot of people are like that. So let me ask this question. If you could do anything right now with your skill set, with the knowledge you've gained, what is it that you would want to do? Oh, wow. Um, I guess probably... If I could do anything with my skill set, I would probably get back into restaurant ownership, uh, maybe in a different role than like the acting executive chef. Um, but you know, the but getting back into restaurant ownership, if I had the means and the ability, and didn't have four children under the age of twelve, and you know those types of things, I think that I would probably go back into that. I have uh, a great passion and desire for the atmosphere of a restaurant, the atmosphere of the the service aspect, dealing with the customers. Um, you know, that's really why I got into this business. Um, you know, I do what I do now because I have four kids and I have a wife and, um, you know, we, we are a very busy family uh, and it provides me with a, I hate to say quality of life because I hate that term quality of life, but it, it provides me with an opportunity to do what I love and balance that with my family. It's a, it's a work-life balance, I guess, a better way to put it than than to just say it's a, you know, it's, it's a quality of life. I don't think it's a about quality of life. The quality of life is based around how how well you make it. And nothing says I couldn't do that with four kids, but I just don't know that um, I would feel as um, successful as a father um, as I do now. You know, I feel very successful as a father uh, and a husband, uh, whereas maybe I wouldn't be as successful if I were to delve back into that that atmosphere in that business. But I have a great passion, have a great desire to do that. Um, you know, baking uh, pastry is a, is, a, is a passion of mine. I, I've always said that I would open a bakery someday, um, something something along that lines. But you know, maybe as I get older, maybe as my kids all move out of the house, maybe that's something I can look at. You know, 10, 15 years down the road, uh, if uh, if I'm in a comfortable place financially, but you know, it's it's really hard for people. It's so expensive to live nowadays, and it's so expensive to raise children. It's so expensive to send children to school and college. And, you know, just everything is is so expensive these days. It's it's almost like you have to have a you know a, a big management job to afford to have a family. Um, so it's. Uh, it's a sacrifice. I think that uh, I think that I'm I'm more than happy making, um, dealing with just being who I am, you know. And, and I can impact so many people and impact so many lives and impact quality on so many levels um, in the position that I am in that it makes me feel good about the position that I'm in. 
you know, I'm really glad to hear you say that. <laughs> Partially because this is something that I've been feeling a lot lately. I've been feeling a lot that there are different times and seasons in your career where you do certain things sometimes and then there's other times where you don't do certain things and I, I think a lot of that comes down to what your priorities are and what your wants and desires and the ultimate ultimately what you're you're going for what those things are for I mean I, I look at myself and I think okay why do I work well I work to support my family to support myself and why do I look for quality of life why do I look for balance because I I want that I want to be able to have both. I want to be able to support my family, to support my wife, to support my kids, but I also want to be passionate about what I do. I want to I want to be able to show them that you can kind of have both. You can do what you're passionate about and make a good living doing it. And you can also be there for the T-ball and soccer games and you know all all those different things, but a lot of times it takes a journey to get to that point. And I think a lot of people sell themselves short. They, they either don't sacrifice when they're young and all of a sudden they're in a position later on in life where they don't have options. You know, I've said it over and over and I'll continue to say it, that a lot of times in this business, we end up hiring and end up working with individuals who have to work in the business. They don't necessarily want to work in the business. And, and it's very hard to motivate and it's very hard to teach and train and coach and help develop somebody who really it doesn't have another choice and they, and they really aren't passionate about what they do. They don't want to be here. And I think that for those young culinarians, especially out there listening, if you can sacrifice now, if you can put in the long hours and, and work the double shifts and and you know, work the line and really spend your time kind of making your mark and honing your skills and getting this portion of your career underneath you because it's absolutely critical that you have the understanding and you have the, the experience doing this. I think that if you can get this, this underneath you, so to speak, if you can get this experience, if you can get this knowledge, if you can get this, this time in your life, um, if you can get through it, because it is difficult, and there is a lot of just kind of getting through it, then there is a payoff in the end. But you have to keep that in mind. You have to know that down the road, if you sacrifice now, there are opportunities that come in the future. And I, I wish that more people understood that, because that was something that early on I really focused on. I knew that if I put the blood, sweat, and tears in early, not to say that I don't have to work a lot of hours, and I don't have to do a lot right now, but... I have a lot more options now that I've gone to school, I've gotten degrees, I've got experience in, in a lot of different areas of, of food and food service. Because I have that experience, I have way more options than a lot of people out there who didn't diversify or who didn't sacrifice and didn't work the hours. You know, a lot of those people are, are having to put those hours in now in their 40s and 50s. Whereas I kind of got a lot of that stuff out in my, in my twenties and thirties. And, and, you know, obviously you're a great example of that too, Wes, because you really put in the time you, you took chances, you had experiences, you diversified, you did a lot of different things. And now you're in a position to where, when you want to be there for your kids, you have that opportunity to do it. You have that opportunity to be there because 
you can still be passionate about what you do. You can still have the career that you want, maybe not necessarily the, the perfect role for you, but you have the opportunity to make a choice. You, you're not pigeonholed into something. And I think that's something that a lesson that a lot of people can learn out there is that you've got to pay your dues at some point. It might as well be early when you're single and you really have the ability to do it. Later on, when you're paying your dues, a lot of times your family is the one that pays the price for doing that. So, big tangent. Man, that was a tangent. Tangent city. But that's okay because I love it and passionate about it and I know that you are too. So, before we go, Let's talk a little bit about advice that you would give to the up-and-coming culinary generation, either those that are just starting out or those who really want to evolve in their careers. Be passionate. Um, you know, whatever your passion is, whether your passion is food or your passion is people or your passion is customer service or whatever, whatever it is, be passionate every single day that you come to work. Don't phone it in. Don't. Don't don't quit on the day just because, you know, uh, you feel some type of way because you're here working on a Sunday. You know, I'm here working on a Sunday, um, and, and it's okay. You know, you have to accept every task and every everything as if it's the last time that you're going to do it. You know, I had a, I worked for a, a general manager uh, a while back, and he said, you know, you're only as good as your last meeting. I think that's a lesson we can all learn from. So thank you for your time today, and uh, we look forward to catching up with you in the future and finding out where your adventures have taken you next. Hey, thanks for sticking around. Be sure to share this podcast with your friends, family, co-workers, or anyone who's interested when you get a second, give us a review. It really helps us get the word out as well as letting us know how we're doing. Want to connect with us? Check us out at Make Food Make Money on Instagram or Facebook. Or email us, info at businesschef.org.